0: Hello, darkness, my old friend. Zach Merritt. I've come to talk with you again. pretty Grundy. Because a vision softly creeping.
1: Joel Selwood.
0: Left its seeds while I was sleeping. Tommy J. Litch. And the vision that was planted in my brain. <laughs> Alex Weatherman. Still remains <sighs> within the sound of silence to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo, and I'm back with JB here, mate. And the Cheezo te- chase down is official, JB. Pistol has just fallen off the face of the earth, and I've come from absolute left field, and uh, uh, I've overrun him again. I, I, he's still not talking to me, JB. Is he replying to any of your inboxes, mate?
1: I think he's only replying to me because it looks like he's going to beat me in draft, but... Um it's hard to say that you've come from left field when you've literally been reminding him of it for like 6 weeks now. <laughs> I think it's been fairly open field.
0: It's been a poor week for the bloke because he obviously copped all that carnage and you know he's run out of trades and then Merritt was his big in I know you and you you guys had the the Merit and Neil uh, like conundrum and uh now Merritt's missing a game and he's obviously down about that. But on top of that all in our league on the weekend he was ver- versing Mrs Pistol and he didn't just lose, he got absolutely annihilated. And uh, I, I can understand why the poor bloke's just uh, not coming out of his cubbyhole for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for him. He did get ragdolled by Mrs. Pistol. So um, I'm, I'm actually lucky because I thought finals started a week earlier and I was actually lined up against Mrs. Pistol. And I pretty much called her a season because she's actually a, a force to be reckoned with at the moment. And then luckily, um, the, the scoreboard went my way in the next game and I did avoid her in the first round, so... Um, you've got her now, Cheezo. What do you What do you think of that?
0: Uh, I am not looking forward to this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I've got Tommy Lynch out. Um, I've got Witherden out. Zach Merritt out. Uh, Joel Selwood out. It, it, mate, I really, really just want this year to be over. Luckily, at this point, I, have, I don't have a donut, but I'm, I really didn't think that second week of finals, I'd have two rookies on field here, J- uh, JB. Yeah,
1: I've got Greenwood on field, but no donut for me either. I've actually got cover with DeLuca coming in, so... Um, Who would have thought that floating donut that a few people picked up thanks to Pistol (laughs) a few weeks ago... Would actually provide some forward cover for us late in the season.
0: Too bad for the poor bloke. It can't help him when he's already knocked out of finals. Oh. Uh, <laughs> JV, I, I might as well jump into uh, uh, the sleeper keeper uh, package that we've been talking over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the guys at sleeperkeeper.com.au have put forward a uh, a code that our community can use for twenty percent off and free postage inside of Australia. Uh, that's for the the, the supercoach sweaters that uh, we've partnered up with. Uh, absolutely fantastic. I even caught uh, Mrs. Cheezer wearing it the other day because uh it was uh she loves it that much here j b you still floating yours around, mate
1: yeah, well, when I get to see mine when mrs j b isn't actually wearing it, um, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they they find it warm and um i think I think'cause it's a bit spacious as well um they they just enjoy it but i mean mine i, I haven't gotten to see mine since that first night mate
0: <laughs> if you actually like legit bought it for them they'd probably ragdolly but because it's yours I'd they, they it. can take it yeah that, that yep. <laughs> that's exactly right um and uh, <laughs> i guess the first thing that, another thing i want to talk about obviously coming into finals it's donate for donuts Luckily for some, we have some cover here between you and IJB. But if you're like Pistol and have run out of trades and have uh, more holes than Swiss cheese in your team, uh, head to our Donates for Donuts uh, uh, page where you can pledge an amount for every donut that you have in your Supercoach team. And uh, it all goes to the Cancer Council of Victoria. None of the money comes to us, it goes straight to Cancer Research. And uh, um, we're almost at $2,000 for the year here, guys. So uh, dig deep, every little dollar counts. And, uh, we've even had a, another donation uh during the week um I, they donated uh, one cent for every time they check the SuperCoach scores thanks for uh, keeping up the great work um another one of the community members just lending a hand there jb it's absolutely been a fantastic year and uh hopefully some of our community members can get a little bit of advice that we're going to give to them later on the podcast
1: yeah, I mean, we say that we've been setting personal bests left, right and center with this thing, but it's the community setting these personal bests and we can't be more thankful, we can't hold it in any higher regard, um, every single dollar counts. every single one of the Supercoach, uh, Dr. Supercoach lads have dipped into their pockets and just given, even even if it's just $3, 4 or $5, whatever it is, um, $0.20, cents, like everything makes a difference, so Um, Just another huge thank you to everyone that has donated. All those people that have sent in their emails and got their questions asked and um, it's just it, you can't put a price on it really even though it costs something you can't put a price
0: on it <laughs> ah, but it is tax Uh anyway if you just as, it is. It, as uh, JB said if you do want to hit us up and get some question uh, questions answered you can hit up any, all three of us uh, drscpod at gmail.com and um, we've been inundated uh, leading up to finals so we do get round to them when we can but it gives us a, a better chance to hit you up one on one and answer those questions here for you um, hey JB, I just want to jump through uh, as we have been doing, I'm not going to do the teams we're just going to talk about a few ins and outs unfortunately for us this week there are more outs super coach relevant than there are ins, Uh, but obviously uh, on the inside we've got Toby Green coming back from that suspension for um, trying to knock Alex Rance's head off Uh, I think he's disappointed that um, (laughs) uh, Toby's disappointed he has his head and he gets to look at how beautiful Alex Rance is uh, on the field at the same time, I'd I'd get pretty mad as well Uh, Paddy Dangerfield coming back from here his suspension. Uh, uh, Chad Wingard miraculously coming back after snapping his ankle off. Um, he's had it reattached somehow and he's back in a short space of time. Um, and on the outs, we've got Shane Mumford, for those that have gone for a bit of a POD. Ruck he has been fantastic this year. Alex Withered is going to hurt a few coaches with that hammy. Uh, Tom J. Lynch out with a PCL uh, reconstruction. He's out for the season. We're also looking at Gary Ablett's hamstring. Almost never again list there, JB. Uh, Brody Grundy out for a fortnight with that tackle on Ben Brown. Zacky Merritt losing his mind, probably going to come third in the brown low and still trying to knock blokes over. And... Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nicky Riewoldt, um basically announcing his farewell and decided that he's going to give everything he has for the last couple of rounds and uh, tried to knock himself out with about 10 minutes remaining in the game there, JB.
1: Yeah, and Brody Grundy missing out as well due to that suspension, so... Um, a very very long list of outs. Um, not many ins. Um, you did miss, sorry, the uh, the biggest in for the round, and that is uh, Joshua De Lucas. So um, <laughs> he's he's our saviour, Cheeso. You have to mention him.
0: Now I'm not giving Pistol anything.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, he did choose merit over Lockie Neal, so I feel like I'm going to win that. Battle. <laughs> and all those in the Lockie Neal camp, then we can just celebrate. This is celebration time.
0: Well, the funny thing is. When we're coming into finals, Mrs. Pistol was tossing up between Lockie Neal and Zachary Merritt, and she literally said, look, Pistol, I've got to go with JB on this one, and look where it's got her. It's got her into a semi-final against me. and probably going to beat me because I picked Merritt.
1: <laughs> exactly. He got 60 points on him last week, and now he's going to get at least 100 <laughs> points on him this week. So And um, she's thrum- I mean, what do you have to say for yourself, Merritt? Owners? listening to Pistol, it's just silliness. Yeah,
0: absolutely silly. And the thing is, the cheek on Mrs. Pistol, throwing the banter around. Getting get the only time I hear from Pistol is when he's passing on messages of banter about how I'm gonna get absolutely slayed on the supercoach field this week, JB.
1: Yeah, and I actually feel like we're growing her we're lifting her ego a little bit. More. We're giving her <laughs> too much air time, Cheezo, So um we better get to these questions actually. There's there's we did a um a Facebook post earlier. Do you wanna run us through that one?
0: Yeah, basically, uh we just want to have a, a nice, short, sharp podcast, just attacking the questions that guys, uh, you guys have asked us, the things that are troubling your team. So um, everyone that has posted in the, in the last uh, six hours or so, absolutely fantastic. We'll just jump uh, from top of the list to the bottom, um, and we'll just see how we go here. Um, Mikey Boy uh, has written in, and he's saying that he needs to trade out a ruck, and a mid, and he'll have anywhere between um, about 900 to 950k there, JB. Uh, If you were going to bring in any two uh, of a mid or a ruck in for this week, uh, maybe he's covering a Selwood and a Grundy, for example, um, who would be the ruck and the mid you would be getting coming into finals?
1: Yeah, I've almost used your whole entire quota here, Mikey boy, and you did uh, word this in possibly the most difficult way to answer. Um, But Steph Martin and Bryce Gibbs... Both present really good value at the 460k mark, and um, you've asked here whether we should spend big um, on a Ruck, spend small on a blah, mid, blah blah. I reckon it's best to go to go and try and even it out as best you can. Look for those uh, fallen premiums, and um, there aren't many players that present better value than Steph Martin and Bryce Gibbs. If you don't already have gone and you've got that extra 40k, then he's obviously a better uh, option than Steph. But Worst case scenario, you've got to make some cuts somewhere and both those players present a lot of value.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Rightio, Anton writes in and he's wondering whether we uh, we should be fielding Luke Ryan at this stage of the, uh, the season uh, and he, his example is putting him on the field for Zach Jones there, JB.
1: Yeah, and I mean, why not? Sort of. It's it's gotten to that point where you've gotten yourself to a final or you've gotten yourself this far in the rankings and you really just need to back yourself in. Um, they're actually versing each other this week, um, so maybe that could be a bit of a factor. I don't think anyone's going to go to either of the players that are, are mentioned in a tagging role, but um, just maybe consider Zach Jones is playing at home, um, and Luke Ryan, you know, travelling all the way to the SCG, maybe maybe not so great for him but I mean in my opinion um, you just got to back your, your gut feel and looking at Luke Ryan's last two weeks it's hard to back against him
0: yeah it's hard to hard to back against the numbers five round average of 95 for Luke Ryan a five round average of 58.6 for Zach Jones I think that speaks for itself there JB yeah, righty Lewis writes in, and uh, he's got a whole bunch of uh, guys out. What he's wondering is, <laughs> is he uh, should he um, trade Sharonberg down and uh, to the uh, low price um, donut rookie and copper donut this week to be able to use all of that money to upgrade Tommy Lynch to say a Zorko or a premium mid, or should he just sideways the likes of uh, Selwood and Lynch this week, JB?
1: Yeah, there's no way I'd be risking a donor in rankings or in league play at the moment at this stage of the season. Um, it, I'd be doing the best that I could to avoid it, and it looks like you can pretty easily avoid this one, Lewis. So um, my best advice is to look at uh, the formerly mentioned Bryce Gibbs and maybe someone like Josh Kennedy, who's underpriced a little bit for your lynchers and your Selwoods. You're not going to be able to get uber premiums, but three or four weeks ago, these guys were uber premiums. So um, JJK, especially um, with that, that uh injury infected score um so you just have to look into you have to dig into the well um look at some cheaper options and unfortunately you won't be able to get those uber premiers but at least um i mean 100 points on the field is better than zero so no matter what Zorko does this week even if you captain him over whoever you bring in Um, you're not going to be able to make those points up with a zero.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Alex writes in and he's saying he's got one trade left and to uh, protect himself this week, he needs to get rid of Tommy Lynch. Um, He's looking for the best forward option that he can afford. He's only got 440K there, JB. Uh, Obviously, at the 441K uh, area, which he does have, is Sean Higgins there, JB? And at only 439K, is Lance Franklin there, mate? What do you think of those two options?
1: Well, look, you'd be crazy to pass up Sean Higgins' <laughs> form. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, um, you've got a lot of great options there. And the form, even the formerly mentioned Josh Kennedy, um, I assume a lot of people would have Franklin already. Um, but if you don't, he's he's very, very obvious. And um, maybe even dabble around a little bit. Have a look at your, your Eddie Betts, who, I mean, just went off for a 129. And these players that can sort of have a massive week, you've only got two weeks. So look at their next couple of fixtures who has the easy runs home and um and I mean you're not going to get a, an uber premium like Jack McRae is going to score a ton every single week so you might as well throw your name in there and just try and try and predict how a player is going to go for the next fortnight.
0: I'll throw you a crazy one here, JB. Uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> averaging ninety-seven in his last five, um, which is better than uh, Higgins, Franklin, and Dalhouse that uh, that uh, are all available. Uh, James Sicily. Hundred and ten in these last three, coming off a of one thirty, as I said, ninety seven in his last five, got that half back role where he's just racking up possessions and just getting angry at everyone that comes near him. What do you th- <laughs> think about him as a completely POD option, uh, with only zero point six percent of teams and uh he he looks to be on a little bit of a tear here, mate.
1: I mean why not? Like I said, um he's in he's enjoying a new role, um a, a role in the back line and he's playing it really well. They've got North Melbourne this week, so um, I wouldn't say it's a very difficult fixture. Sorry to those North fans. Um, like I said, why not? It's the end of the season. Um, maybe look at what your opponent has. Again, if he if he has someone like Higgins, which not many people do, uh, it's just an example. But um, if you want to try and cancel out his player, um, if you think you can win that way, then that's probably smart as well. But if you want to just throw like go for a stab in the dark, there's barely I, I can't think of any players better than Sicily form wise anyway. So. Um, why not throw it at him?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, at the exact same price of thirty six k you've got Jack Steele there, 105 off his last three, 137 last week, and he seems to be uh, that inside mid-roll. He's definitely one to have a look at. Um, We've got Luke here asking, he's wondering, uh, he wants to open up a swing set between his mids and his forwards, and he's got to use his last trade to do it because of all the carnage. He's getting worried that he won't be able to, he's probably going to cop a donut in the the next uh, few weeks. He's wondering, by trading Selwood, should he be bringing in a Billings or even a Jack Steel um, to cover up the carnage there, JB?
1: Yeah, and I see that he's got in brackets here, would be trading Steel back in, but... Um that's definitely not a concern to me. You're not worrying about who you've traded in or out uh previously. Um honestly if you wanted to trade in a midfield that had great form then there'd be I, I, a rookie that had great form, then there'd be nothing against it, as long as you're picking the best player that's gonna score the best in the next couple of weeks. Um yeah, I, I don't I don't see a single issue with this. Um open up your swing set. Um, and yeah, you can't, you can't be looking at a donut if that's, if that's what you're copying it. And it looks like you are because you've got Ablett Grundy within here as well. So, um, you can't be getting, you can't be getting those donuts. I'd open up the swing set, go for Jack Steele. He's in red hot form. So, I mean, why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the, the one thing, um, that if you're looking for a POD between the two, um, I'd probably look towards, um, uh, Jack Steele because of that ceiling that he does have, um, I think that he can consistently, over the last couple of rounds, put up scores higher than what Billings will playing as that kind of a, a forward that runs through the midfield, whereas uh, uh, um, Jack Steele spends a lot more time running around after the ball. So um, even if you are trading him in, he still looks like a half-decent option for the price. Um, JB, we'll go on to the uh, the next question. Um Mark Wickham wants to know, uh, can we recommend the best way to delete his Supercoach app from his tablet? Um,
1: So, (laughs) I think you have to hold on the app for a good three or four seconds, hit that X button and then go to delete. I mean, Mark, I think a lot of us are in the same position, which is what makes it so... um, It makes the game so competitive because... I mean, unless you're rolling with thirty PODs and they all got dropped this week, everyone's facing the same issues. So keep your app up, mate. Um, hopefully, hopefully this week your finals opposition's going through the same dilemmas that you are.
0: Slightly subdued from you, JB. That was actually very well spoken. I was expecting something like try and find the highest building you can and just throw your tablet off.
1: Yeah, well, tablets are expensive, man
0: Um, uh, One question here that I do want to uh, touch on Jerome says he's looking to trade out Selwood or Grundy this week who, uh, Who are out He has the buy in his finals With three trades left JB, would you consider trading out one of these guys this week, even if you had the buy? For example, if you were trying to go a Grundy to Gorn, who's coming off his 160 and has a low break even, uh, only in that situation I would consider um, trading out, or do you think that um, it's just worth um, getting the trade done now, getting out these guys and picking up someone else?
1: yeah look Grundy's out for two weeks, so um in that instance, I'd be looking to do exactly as you suggested and probably moving um moving him on same with Selwood he's out for four weeks you you know he's guaranteed to be out, so um I mean, if you could wait, then I would because I mean a lot of people traded in Grundy last week um for Jared Wits, and then obviously he went out if they had the buy that week, then they would be kicking themselves. Um, so I'd definitely wait if I could but uh, with price-wise that is but if you had to do it then yeah, there's there's no issue trading them out now um, obviously both of them are going to miss um, two and four weeks respectively so um, it's up to you who you want to trade at least with Grundy you know that he'll be back um, for the grand final which um, I assume is in your instance, uh, Jerome?
0: Yeah, and I, I think I kind of agree with that JB obviously with the buyer this week um, winning um he would have had the double chance of winning straight through the prelim. He can kind of sit back for a little bit and consider um, his trade over the weekend rather than having to rush it in this week. You you never know, you trade Selwood to... Um, say a Sloan who's come off a good score and is coming up against Essen and that literally don't tag so he's probably going to have another one and who knows uh, Sloan could do what he usually does and break his face or his ribs or he, yeah, he, exactly he, right. and you, you're stuck having to make two trades to cover that one guy and you still haven't played a game yet so um, for that reason I'd probably the only reason I would trade one of those guys is if the guy that you want say a Max Gorn, is has a low break even and it will be di- more difficult for you to get him next week or you potentially can't get him. That's the only reason I was uh, I would pull that trade there, JB. Uh, we'll jump Spot into on. the next one. Uh, Jackson Jacoby, uh, long-time listener of the podcast, Jack Jack. Uh, he wants to know, um, Billings, Heaney, Gibbs or Simpson for Jill with their JB? And considering that you've mentioned Gibbs, I, I think I already know your answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, two premium mid uh, forwards, a premium midfielder, and a premium defender. So um, it's quite obvious Gibbs is having a very, very good season. He had a couple of he had a down patch there. Um, with Billings, it looks like he's hit a bit of a. He's not a rookie, obviously, but he's hit that rookie wall per se, where he's just a young lad. He had a great season to date, and then he's had a couple of down weeks. Heaney, um, if I if I were to say anything about Heaney's for me, he, I mean, he's hitting straight 80s almost every week. I'd say maybe it's that glandular finally catching up with him like we uh, predicted early in the season. And then Simo, I mean, you never know. A strong gust of wind could just blow him over and, <laughs> and hurt him. So I'd definitely be looking at Gibbs of those um, of those mentioned players. And what's this next line here, Cheese? I don't, I don't think you read that part out. Oh,
0: it's not necessary, is it, J.B.?
1: I think it. I think it says "Love your work, JB." I, 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 am I reading that wrong? No, uh,
0: you're not too bad either, Cheese. Yes, thanks, thanks, Jacko. Uh, always stirs up. <laughs> uh, we'll move straight along. Uh, Kyle writes in and says, uh, "Max Gorn or Sam Jacobs here, JB. They've both been fantastic this year. Um, we've been hot on um, on Max Gorn all season, uh, obviously because of his high scoring potential, uh, but." Sam Jacobs has been in fantastic form and he's got a three round average of a hundred and twenty-three, JB.
1: Yeah, a massive three round average. It's fair to say that he does dominate showdowns, so I'm not um I'm not shocked in the three round average there considering one was against Port. Um I think it's it's just so difficult to go past Big Maxi, isn't it? Um if you look at Big Sources uh three games, it was against Geelong who don't even have a Ruckman. Collingwood, which he, he almost broke the ton against, but not really. Um and then Port who he he just loves to dominate. And then the games before that, a couple of sixties, a couple of nineties, um literally on the on the dot ton, a few eighties, um, and then you get to a few good scores again. So um he's got Essendon this week. Um I'm not sure how you um rate your boys against Ruckman, but Sydney and West Coast after that. He hasn't got a tough ruck run, but I still would be trusting Big Max over him. We just know how good and consistent Max can be. And it looks like he's just hitting his strides now. So um I've been I've said it my whole life, pretty much was my first word, never trust the man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Plot Yeah, plot twist. Yeah, plot plot twist. Twist. yeah I, I totally, <laughs> totally agree with those sentiments. I, like we're just so in love with Maxi Gorn, um, whether it's his beard or just his uh, honest and sense, uh, great sense of humour. Um, but Source, um, he has been absolutely fantastic in in the uh, discussion for all Australian in a, a non super coach related as well. Um, but again. If we're looking at three-round averages, even Maxi Gorn's topping that with 126 compared to 123. Um, the only thing is that Max Gorn is bought into by a lot more coaches, is in 20% of teams, whereas Sammy Jacobs only in five percent of teams. So uh, potentially, if you want to go a bit more of a POD and uh, try and take a left field option, considering that Sam Jacobs is coming up, uh, coming up against Essendon and Max Gorn's coming up against St Kilda. Um, that's the only other only other reason I could think. It's uh, it's it's a great question and. And my love for Max Gorn probably uh, blinds me a little bit there, JB, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a, definitely a good question that we need to talk about. Um, Alicia Rebecca. Alicia, long-time listener of the, the podcast as well. We haven't heard from Alicia uh, much this year. JB, she uh, must be dominating with, without your advice the, this year, mate. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with that. Uh, she's coming down to a last trade. Okay, she's got Witherden to get rid of and she's only got 540K to use. She's looking to use her DPP again. Another smart pod, uh, Another smart uh, community member. She's got the ability to get a forward, a mid, or a defender. And these are the three she's looking at, JB. She's looking at Dyson Heppel, Michael Hurley, or Jack Billings, JB. Obviously, a mid, a defender, and a forward. What do you think there, mate?
1: Yeah, I might surprise you with my answer here. I'm going with big holes. Um, I reckon... The form of this man is just on another level. And I know you're going to back Heppelin him because he's your boy and he's got blonde dreadlocks, so why well, wouldn't you? <laughs> um, but Hurley's form, for a defender especially, is just on a whole other level. And if you could get him in, um, I It's. I guess it's, it kind of depends on what you have going on your field elsewhere. I mean, if you've got Greenwood coming on for him, um, she's actually sent her team through in this next one. I'll see if I can load that up quickly. Um, if you've got someone like Greenwood coming in to protect you where Witherden was, then um is obviously your best option. Having a look, she's still got Heath Shaw. Um she's got Jakey Lloyd in the midfield as well. So she's gone she's gone crazy with her team here. She's got people everywhere. Um maybe in this instance I'd be going to um I'd be trying to get in Heppel and then getting Jake Lloyd on your field over Heath Shaw. Probably feels like the best option there, actually.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You're there, JB. Um, obviously, if if we go uh, with it and out for Heppel and we send Lloyd to the defence, we've still got Zachy Merritt on field. Um, so, what would you what would you uh, recommend in terms of the whole DPP switching if we were to go Heppel here, JB?
1: Yeah, so just with it into Heppel, um, play Heppel on the field over Zach Merritt for this week. And then next week, when Zach Merritt comes back, chuck Lloyd in on the bench, switch him with Hibbard, switch Hibber, uh, switch Lloyd with Shaw. And then that ends up with Shaw on the bench, Jake Lloyd on the field, and then your midfield's complete with Heppel in there with Zerrett. So. Um, a few switcheroos to go there Alicia um, it's, it's the
0: benefit of DPP. having that DPP link there it's JB great, because um, we, we, we got through the middle part of the year using that DPP and uh, particularly when we had Nankin and, and, and players like that and we kind of got to the end of the season and decided that we were going to try and separate from the pack by making a, a few risky manoeuvres and losing that DPP to, to try and get the, the best player in every line that we could and a lot of us including me are, are hurting now obviously I I went Heaney, uh, Nank to Heaney, and that's uh, in hindsight is uh, um, absolutely killing me this week, here, mate.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it hasn't been great for you so far, but hopefully Heaney comes out with a one twenty this week. And, <laughs> I mean, Nank hasn't been like, lighting the world on fire either, yeah. so not too bad.
0: Uh, Troy writes in: um, he's got to uh, he's got to deal with merit here, JB, and he can use DPP to help cover him. Um, he's wondering whether he should put McRae into the midfields and put Nank from F7 onto the field to replace Merritt, effectively scoring for Merritt this week? Uh, Or should he just swap Mountford onto the field for Merritt and uh, just cover him that way? What do you think?
1: Um, So we're comparing Mountford's scoring potential to Nate. Yeah, yeah, pretty much I think I'd definitely take Nate here. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) I I, I think um, obviously... Uh, with Soldo taking a little bit of that the, that uh, game time in the centre, Nank is pushed forward um, I think with Jack Rewalt coming back this week, which he has, uh, we'll see Nank spend a little bit more time in the ruck, um, so in that respect I think that's uh, that's going to be helpful for him, and Geelong don't have an overly strong ruck set up there either, so um, even if Soldo is spending some time in number one, number one ruck, I think that Nank will still be able to compensate with enough scores, um, and with Mountford, for example, you're only expecting 60s. Um, you wouldn't expect much more than that. Maybe an 80 if you had a good game. Whereas, you know, if Nank gets on a run, kicks a couple goals, and uh, uh, does what we've seen so far this year, there's no no reason why he won't turn up.
1: Definitely, I 100% agree. Yeah, uh,
0: Paul Maltman writes in, uh, one of the donators to the, uh, the our Donate for Donuts as well, Paul, which is fantastic. Uh, hopefully we don't have to see him donate again if we can give him some advice here, JB. Uh, he's got Selwood, but no cash left over. Um, thoughts on Brendan Goddard. He's only had two sub-85 scores and nothing below 73 for the year here, JB. A bit of a POD.
1: Yeah, definitely a POD. Um, uh, I've got no issue with Goddard. I've actually got him in my draft team and um, have enjoying having him as as someone that obviously nobody else owns because he's so consistent. Um, look, he, it's obviously a risk because uh, he can throw out more 85s than you wouldn't believe and there are other midfielders um, that would stand out to me. But if you want to go for a big POD there, then I mean, why not go Goddard? Like you said, you know he's not going to score below 73. So... At least you're locking in a good score. Whereas if you went somewhere more like Sloan and he got tagged, he's throwing 30s at you. So, um, yeah, back your gut in, Paul. Um, and I think he spent Goddard, spelt Goddard, wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, he definitely, as an Essence supporter, I, I don't pronounce it uh, floggard. I definitely pronounce it Goddard <laughs> there, JV. So, uh, Paul, just just stop and take a look at yourself, mate. We don't we not Come on, pull it. Back, Paul. <laughs> yeah, no problem with with, uh, with Goddard there, mate. Uh, BJ's... Uh, Good Supercoach player, uh, but I don't think we'll be seeing any 150s from him. Uh, Kevin Campbell uh, writes in, Gerald to Neil and Wallace to Sloan as my last two trades. What do you think of that, JB? Uh, if they were like my last two trades uh, on paper, they seem seem really, really good. Um, I guess it would depend on the rest uh, of your team there, Kevin. If you've know if you got three other donuts around, <laughs> around the rest of your side, those two trades don't really help you.
1: Yeah, look, I couldn't trust uh, Sloan as far as I could throw him. But he does have Essen in this week, who we know are reluctant to tag. And then Sydney the week after. And I can't think of the top of my head of a negating player that Sydney have. So um, West Coast the week after that. And even they don't really push um, anyone into a run with a So Sloan might be having a bit of a run home. Like I said, though, it's it's so difficult to trust him after putting out such bad scores all year. Um, but the Gerald to Neil move is, is great There's the, I have no issues with that whatsoever Neil's a, um, the type of player that's going to score you 90 plus every week and throw out the occasional 150 like last week
0: and the, the type of player that outscores Zachary Merritt I believe there mate
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to be getting Zach Merritt in over here this week.
0: Uh, Jed Gleason writes in, uh, is Heppel a good POD to replace Selwood? I think we've covered that, JB. We do like Heppel. He's coming into some I good I don't form. think
1: he's a POD either. Um, in Judge Jesse this week, he was the highest requested player to be compared to uh, Bryce Gibbs. So... I don't think you're going to find he's too much of a POD, Jed, but he is a great option.
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, he's come into some good form. 118 average off his last three, 107 off his last five. He did have that down patch uh, during the centre of the year, but his last few have been absolutely fantastic. So uh, we do see a lot of uh, uh, sheep flocking together there, JB, and he's already in 14% of teams. Uh, Over 28,000 teams already have him in there, so... Probably if you're looking for a POD, I'd be looking for someone else there, JB, but he's definitely a good option.
1: Yeah, definitely agree. All
0: right. Uh, Jordan writes in, oh, this isn't you, is it, Jordan? No. Um, <laughs> Robbie Robbie Gray or Beams for Selwood, mate.
1: Yeah, well, this guy's JC, so not quite JB. <laughs> um, Robbie Gray or Beams, this is a tough one, so... Um I have a lot of faith in Robbie Gray especially while he's playing a lot more midfield. I'm not sure how that's going to work now that um now that Wingard's back. I've got a funny feeling cuz Ken's been praising him so highly that Robbie Gray will stay in that midfield role and Wingard will play a bit forward to end the season. Um I mean Ken loves tinkering with the team so I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned if um with Robbie Gray I think he's going to be playing the same amount of midfield that he has been for the last fortnight. Beams um, is an interesting case that we've actually, um, you and I have argued uh, quite a bit ourselves, Chizo, because it's the risk versus reward factor. Now, we all know Beams' ceiling is massive. Um, we also know that, at, like um, K. Simpson, a strong gust of wind um, is enough to get him out for four weeks. So um, it's just your risk versus reward here, Jordan. We know Beams can go higher um and we just know Robbie Gray is going to play the last couple of games of the season so um back you got in uh i mean i like both options Cheeso
0: yeah totally with you on that one there jb obviously since windguard's been out he's played a lot more um robbie gray's played a lot more midfield uh over the last two weeks he's um it, over that fortnight, he spent the most time in the midfield and has attended the most centre bounces over any two-week period he has um, this season. So that definitely indicates that with Wingard out, he was sent forward. We, we can uh, safely assume that what impact that has with Wingard coming back in Um, I'm not entirely sure there JB because the power haven't been going that that great so maybe they are kind of um, thinking that they need to to keep Robbie Gray there in there JB as one of their you know their their all-stars in there trying to get the ball out and trying to rejuvenate this finals push mate what do you think of that
1: yeah no I, I, you de- definitely just um yeah summed it up very very well, i think Robbie Gray um, if you listen to Ken Hinckley's presser last week, which I did um with tears in my eyes actually <laughs> um you you heard that he he did name twenty one players didn't show up that day, and um the one player being Robbie Gray, so he obviously rates his effort um obviously any port fan knows how much of a gun that he is, um and he's best used in that midfield, so um, I do think for the last couple of rounds, Wingard will be played up forward, um, where obviously he started his career.
0: Yeah, I, I think coming back from injury and specifically from the ankle, um, they might give him a little bit more time playing as that that forward, and they'll send Robbie Gray up. Um, but even saying that, I think, I think, I, I, I think I would go Beams, JB. I, I, in my team, I wouldn't go Beams for the fact that. I just don't trade in players that I've traded out. I've talked about how stubborn I am when it comes to my team and the, the players that I pick in it. But I think that his form since um, coming back again just shows that he's been a fantastic option. Though like In the last three, he's going at 115 um even with 94 in the last round. So he, he's been pumping out some good scores. And I think uh, particularly in finals, what you're looking for is ceiling, let alone uh, um, not just consistency. So um, that 160 he pumps out one week might win you a final rather than the 200s that he puts uh, back-to-back um, just don't really get you anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, he's elite. Um, obviously one of the best in the game and we wish he could just stay on the park more so we could pick him... Uh, first pick in our team every single year.
0: <laughs> Rightio. Uh, Richie writes in. Uh, he's looking for some advice about Sicily and Savage as a, an upgrade target um, for the final part of this season here, JB. We've touched on Sicily and his new role that he has on the back line. The, the thing with Savage is, is he got sent back. He was omitted. He wasn't playing very good football. And then... All of a sudden, he's come back for five games and he's put up five really, really big tons here, mate. And he's looking like a completely different player that uh, I don't think we've seen him in this kind of performance before. Um, and I think for that reason, I'd probably uh, probably be um, inclined to... Um, actually jump on board because he, he he's got the form behind his back uh, he's got the the same role that he's he's really been playing for a while um, and i expect um, i expect Sicily may have uh, a down game considering he's only been thrown into this role recently whereas uh, savage is someone that has been playing this role for a long time so he knows his craft a little bit better j b
1: yeah look the dude just straight up savage to be honest um <laughs> Since round 16, 3 to 20, he's gone 101, 125, 107, 103, 115. His next three projected scores are 122, 108, 118. He's got Melbourne, North Melbourne, Richmond. I can't see any of them checking a, a defender too tightly. Um, he's not that break even matters, but he's even 100% chance to make each one of his next three break break-evens. So the SuperCoach app obviously rates him. Um, he's only in 0.4% of teams. So presents a massive point of difference. And um, I mean, the only thing that would sort of get me worried is the fact that two of their last three games are at the MCG. Um, He hasn't played at the G all year, so we haven't seen any sort of scoring history there. But um, if you don't believe in all that that hoodoo-booties, uh, why not grab him?
0: Yeah, and obviously since Sicily has gone uh, back to it, the back line has come out with scores of 104, 97, and 130. So I probably think you're expecting, um, even if he does keep this form up, JB, that Sicily might go about 100. Um, the thing for me is that with Savage, um, there's every chance that he might be putting up maybe 105 average over the next couple of games so um that, that that wins it for me there mate
1: yeah no definitely um savage is just he's done it for longer he's way more reliable and i reckon I reckon he's a bit of a savage
0: yeah all right rick writes in uh Lockie Neal or matthew cruiser trade using the uh, the the dpp loophole he can pick either of those there jb what would be your choice
1: Lockie Neal or Matthew Cruiser? It's an interesting um, one, isn't
0: it? <laughs> they don't really line up at all.
1: No, they don't. Um, look, uh, they're they're not similar players except for maybe their skin tones. Um, <laughs> nah, Locky Neal. He ju- he just presents so much class. Um, a one fifty this week. I know Cruiser can go big as well, but I'd, look, I've got too much bias and man love for Lockie Neal to even answer this question. I would go Lockie Neal a hundred percent of the time. You'd
0: go Lockie Neal a hundred percent of the time, you reckon?
1: I mean, Cruiser got dangerous foot suspended. You don't want to be you don't want to be getting people like that in your <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, do you
0: really want him in your team after he's he's <laughs> messed you around? But even with that concussion, he came out with a hundred and thirty one last week. Um, we're looking at Lockie Neal's three round average of one hundred and twenty one versus Cruz's one hundred and eleven with that injury affected game. Um, I think I would, I, I, I think I would completely um, go the opposite here, JB. I, I reckon Maddie Cruiser. Um, might catch a few people out and put out a big score against West Coast this week that don't really have any uh, decent designated ruckman there. JB, I, I, I might jump on the uh, the cruiser train considering that Lockyer was playing Sydney this week and there's every chance that at the SCG he won't have the freedom that he needs to rack up all that uncontested ball that he does get.
1: Look, mate, I'm not going to back against Lockie Neal. So <laughs> if you want to if you want to go all pistol on me and go Zach Merritt over Lockie Neal, then I mean go for it. But <laughs> I will warn you, I'm one in one in this. Never bet against Lockie Neal because the dude is a straight up animal. He bre- bleeds class. This guy does. Radio.
0: Last two questions here, mate. I'll give them to you in a bunch. Uh, Kyle and Troy writing in. Uh, Field Greenwood over Nankervis, and is Trelaw a good option for Selwood?
1: I've had Trelaw all season, and um, unlike a lot of bitter coaches who um, who have been really really hard on Trelaw, I think he's been okay without being great. Um, he hasn't. He definitely hasn't been nearly as bad as what we thought. He's been putting out a lot of nineties. He obviously has a good ceiling. Um, I, I mean, it's tough to say. They've got Port this week who um, who don't tag. And looking at the options around Treloar, he's as good as a punt as any. The only thing that I'd be worried about is the 18% ownership. So um, do you really want to put yourself in that pack of people who, if he scores badly, then you're just another person copying a Treloar bad score. And if he scores well, you're not even really getting a, a, an edge on anyone. Um, it's, it's tough, but look, I've got no issues with Treloar. He's coming off a of 116 um, he did have two poor scores in between that and his last ton, but they're 95s and 86s, it's like, his his bottom basement isn't too low, he's had one score below, um, 72 for the year, so, um, yeah, look, Treloar, i I rate him, I think he's a good option, I think he's going to come home strong, um, and he definitely won't get tagged this week, and then the other option was to field Greenwood or Nankivis, um, Oh geez, Um, I'd probably toss a coin. I feel like Greenwood has the 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 history, like the the better runner form in the last few weeks, whereas um, Nankivis has obviously hit hit a strong wall. Um, It's tough, actually, Cheezo. I think I'd go with Greenwood personally.
0: Yeah, as a uh, we'll start off with Rela. I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm definitely a a bit of a better coach and. Any suggestion that bring in Adam Trelaw, particularly in finals, is a no-no in my opinion. Um, His scoring has been absolutely uh, triplorable. Um, And a a five-round average of 95 and a three-round average of 99 really doesn't scream get me in, even for Joel Selwood. Hopefully you can find a diamond in the rough. Um, particularly with the, the 80% ownership I, I, I don't really like that option too much JB um, and I think I agree with you there uh, we're, we've talked a little bit about Greenwood his contested possession and his, uh, his tackles before clearance and uh, his numbers are just absolutely fantastic the 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 best of midfielders in um, the, the, the debutants in 2017 and um, while he might be uh, puffing a little bit towards the end of the season I think that that break has helped him and he'll bounce back and be a fantastic pick for the rest of the season there, JB.
1: Yep, no, definitely agree.
0: Rightio, that pretty much wraps up all the questions there, JB. Uh, uh, It's been uh, the first time we've done a a legit Q&A for quite a while. It's been uh, really, really good to have you on there, mate. Have you enjoyed it?
1: Yeah, thanks, everyone, for sending in your questions. Um, Yeah, no, it's it's different. Um, I hope everyone likes the new format, especially... I mean, it's it's hard to answer everyone's questions, everyone, because everyone has so such different needs. Um, if we didn't get to anything that you um, personally have an issue with in your team, then make sure you either comment on our Facebook post or chuck us an email. So. We'll get to all that, and um, I hope everyone enjoyed. I hope we answered most of the community's questions.
0: Absolutely there, JB, and uh, just to reiterate, um, the email is probably the best way if you do want to get in contact with us because we do keep an eye on that a little bit closer than the the Facebook posts, um, obviously with so many posts that go up during the week. Um, So that's drscpod at gmail.com, and uh, you can even post through screenshots of your team so we're going to have a really good in-depth look there for us. Rightio, JB, that pretty much wraps us up for the round 21 preview. It's been fantastic having you on there, mate.
1: Yeah, thanks, GZO. Thanks for having me.
0: And don't forget, community, we do have the Donate for Donuts promotion going on. So if you do cop a donate, pledge an amount to the Cancer Council of Victoria to help cancer research. And uh, look out for the Sleeper Keeper uh, merchandise that you can find at sleeperkeeper.com.au. 20% off with free postage in Australia. If you use our code SUPERCOACHDOC, all capital letters, SUPERCOACHDOC, all one word you'll get 20% off with free postage absolutely fantastic uh, just keep in mind that uh, your partner may steal it off you because they're so fantastic
1: <laughs> and definitely check out the hugs captain's article as we didn't really touch on that during the podcast so it has great insight
0: yeah absolutely um, I'm pretty sure you just put the the big C on Dangerfield and leave it there what do you reckon JP
1: there's almost nobody else in my team to <laughs>
0: I'm only fielding about 12 this week, so I have, li- yeah. I have limited options anyway. And I think- Can this be a buy round? Or- <laughs> all right, community. Have a good week. Good luck in uh, this round of the finals if you're playing them and uh, uh, try not to worry too much about all those donuts that you have because all the money goes to a great cause.